Hello and welcome to episode five of the Matthew Talks About Sport podcast. I am Matthew and this week I'm joined by Daniel again. Hello. And um, this episode uh, won't be the main one this week. It's just going to be a shorter one to talk about some sport over the weekend because there's a lot happening right now between all the finals and all the sports that are on. September's just a busy month. Uh, And so there's going to be a couple this week and uh, there might be a few over the coming weeks. So for this episode in particular, we'll talk about uh, the F1 Grand Prix that happened uh, over the weekend, uh, as well as wrapping up the Paralympics and even the Canoe Slalom World Cup. Uh, But we'll start with the Paralympics. Um, Daniel, uh, do you watch much of it uh, over the past week? And, uh, you know, was there anything that stuck out to you from it? Um, I didn't watch a lot, but um, some of the bits that I did see was um, we won gold in the marathon for the uh, – I can't remember what it's uh, what the race is called, but it's where they're in the wheelchairs and it's the marathon. Um, we won gold in that. Um, and also it was quite funny to see um, Scooter Patterson, that's his nickname, um, his interviews with the media – it was very fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, that was that was uh, exciting to see. Um, one thing I liked was uh, Dylan Orcott. I heard an interview with him, and um, he certain that interview opened me up to why the Paralympics is cool. It was um, good to see him win a gold again. I think he won gold in the singles, silver in the doubles. Um, so that was that was cool. And um, overall medal tally, I think Australia came ninth overall, which is pretty good. But 76 medals, 20 gold, 28 silver, 28 bronze. There's just so many medals at the Paralympics, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then I think the winning nation was China, who had something like 190-odd medals with 91 gold. And um, that's just incredible. So in that event, um, congratulations to all the athletes who even made it there. It's, that, it's, it's an event where it's really exciting to see all these athletes who no one thought they'd be able to do it given their disabilities, and yet they still managed to make it. Uh, but moving on, on a similar path, uh, I don't know about you, but during the Olympics, one of my uh, favorite sports that I saw that I hadn't really seen much before was the canoe slalom where they go down um, these really rocky borders and uh, it's basically just first one to the bottom and there's a few gates and obstacles and um, one person who really struck out for me at the Olympics was Jessica Fox who was the Australian and um, and so I started following that sport and they they have a world cup uh that happened over the weekend. And uh, did, did you see it, Daniel? Um, no, I haven't. You haven't seen it? Yeah. So um, what, what happens is eight, they, there's four races. Uh, I think usually there's five, but because of the Olympics, there's only four this year. And uh, after getting a gold and a bronze at the World uh, sorry, at the Olympics, um, Jess Fox in the third race of this World Cup, which third and fourth are after the Olympics, um, she uh, came first in both events, uh, so congratulations to her. And um, that are uh, in terms of points, 
that puts her uh, six points clear in the canoe and uh, 38 points clear in the kayak. Um, and just for some context, uh, if you win, you get 60 points. Um, so that's kind of where it's at. So uh, if she comes first or second um, at the next race, she's definitely uh, won. And I think it might be double points because it's the last race as well. So maybe even if she comes third, she's won uh, either of those. But uh, good on her. Uh, I know you watched that at the Olympics, Daniel. Um, did did yes. you enjoy that when it was at the Olympics? Um, yeah, it was really um, fun to watch um, how they have to go down the rapids and through all the gates and having to go forwards, but also backwards, um, some of the gates. Yeah. Yeah, it's also pretty cool how uh, sometimes the, it looks like they're going to miss a gate and then they'll lean over out of their boat almost at like a 90-degree angle and technically their head goes under the gate. So it counts. It's, um, it's entertaining to watch and I encourage you to watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll go into uh, the main point of this episode now, which is there was another F1 race over the weekend. And Daniel, it was in the Netherlands. What were your main takeaways? Um, yeah, um, Dutch GP, second one of the triple header. Um, it was Max Verstappen who is in contention for the title. It was his home um, home race, and you could tell by the pretty much wherever you looked, where there was crowd, they were in orange, which is the national color of the Netherlands. And they had the flares and there were fireworks. Um, so, yeah, uh, Verstappen managed to get pole on the Saturday and um, onto the Sunday. Um, he just led the whole race and managed to win it. He won his, This is like the first time that they've been to the Dutch GP in quite a while. Um, yeah. 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 And he's managed to win it. The crowd got all their flares out. There were fireworks down the main straight. Um, yeah, um, Hamilton and Bottas managed to get on the podium as well. Um, it's like they've broken records of those three drivers, Verstappen, Bottas and Hamilton, have shared the podium in whatever order um, the most out of any other drivers, set of drivers. Um, Daniel Ricciardo started 10th. Um, he ended up coming up. He ended up coming 11th. Um, because and he was passed by Sergio Perez in the Red Bull that um, started in the pits and Perez managed to make it up into sixth or something. Um, so yeah, um, Hamilton and Bottas, the two Mercedes drivers, they both had pit stops late in the race, pretty much conceding to um, Verstappen. Um, they did that so they could get the fastest lap for Hamilton. So um, he was able to get an extra point there. Um, but, yeah, so now after this, Verstappen leads the championship by three points to Hamilton. Close um, one. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting going into the Italian GP um, next week at Monza, which is quite power sensitive, so you need a good power unit. Um, Red Bull doesn't have the best power unit, and they probably lack some of the power in comparison to Mercedes. So Hamilton might have a, a comeback at Italy. 
Um, but it'll also be interesting to see how Ferrari do because it's um, their home um, Grand Prix for the team. Um, yeah, but some news that came out um, a few days ago is Valtteri Bottas, who used to, uh, who is driving for Mercedes this season, has announced that he is going to move to Alfa Romeo at the end of the season for next season, um, next year. Um, yeah, so he'll be taking the place of um, Kimi Raikkonen because he uh, Raikkonen is retiring at the end of this year. So um, Bottas yeah. will go to Alfa Romeo, um, and uh, George Russell might be the person to take his spot at Mercedes. He's from the Williams, and if Russell does take um, Bottas's spot, then there's also an opening for Williams. Yeah, for a wow. Williams driver. So a bit of a merry-go-round there with all the drivers and the teams. Um, I've just got up here uh, some of the stats from uh, the F1 race. So uh, this is Verstappen's seventh win of 2021, which I, it's a fair effort to get one win, but to get seven in a year, um, especially going up against Lewis Hamilton, very impressive. Um, he, uh, this is an interesting stat. He now has the most wins in F1 history without winning a title. Um, that being said, he's now in the lead. So it's going to be a, a very close race on the driver's standings. Um, Verstappen has also now got consecutive wins in his country of birth being Belgium and the Netherlands being his home country where he grew up. Uh, he is the first driver to win an F3 event and an F1 event at, in the Netherlands. Um, and no Dutchman had previously finished in the top five. So he, he's the first one to come in the top five, let alone first. Although, like you said, there hadn't been a race there in ages. Um, he's um, And since he's from Red Bull, um, who a few years ago switched from Renault to Honda, when they were in Renault, in 100 races with a hybrid, they got 12 wins. And with Honda, it's only been 51 races, and yet they're already up to 13. So it seems like they made a good good idea switching over then. Um, Lewis Hamilton finished second for the fifth time this year, which for most people would be an accomplishment. But for him, it's probably a bit of a lack of uh, being able to you know, getting in good positions but not quite coming in first uh, for someone who's won for so long. And, um, yeah, there's um, there's a whole heap more. Um, it was the One of the most interesting ones is that there was no red flag for the first time in four races. Um, so it must have been a pretty clean drive, if you will. But... Um, yeah, so do you have any, like, closing thoughts on the, the Dutch GP? Um, yeah, so closing thoughts. Um, just the crowd. It was the roar of the crowd when he came out for practice, which is two days before the race, was immense. It's like the Dutch um, fans in the Netherlands, like, for instance, um, they Verstappen is the main one they go for. It's the main sporting person that they have that they go for. In, say, Britain, like for um, Hamilton, 
they've got three other really two other really good drivers in Lando Norris and George Russell. So there's going to be a variety there, but in the Netherlands, it's solely Max. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it was great to see some of the orange flares, and it was just a sea of orange. Um, but uh, thank you for joining me today, Daniel. Yeah, um, that's all good. Yeah, so this is a bit of a shorter episode. There'll be a longer one uh, tomorrow where I'll talk about the NRL and AFL. So please listen to that. But uh, thank you for listening to the Matthew Talks About Sport podcast. And um, yeah, tune in tomorrow and next week.